I think my dream shoes would be, um, have you seen like the behind the scenes of like the Irishman? Like <laughs> Robert De Niro to like make him look taller. He has like 10 inch platform oh, so shoes. Funny. <laughs> Those platforms, he was more realistically tall than he was young, I think, in that movie. If only they made <laughs> platforms the equivalent for the face because they did that CGI. The de-shortening technology in that movie is like top notch. I really <laughs> much better I'm than the really D. impressed. <laughs> de-shortening <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> Let's start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? I just wanted to start the episode on Josh Gondelman saying, oh, that's so funny, to something I said. Um, I love it. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That. Wait, do I have to say it like, do I have to elongate it? Like, is that what I do usually? I haven't recorded in yes, two weeks. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, here we go. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That. Oh, is that what you meant by elongate? Because you don't usually do that. <laughs> Who cares? Um, hi, everybody. It's me, Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm back a week later for a surprise bonus episode. Actually, we didn't like we announced it. It's not a surprise. Who cares? Hi, I'm Andrew. Uh, and this is uh, who who is this uh, betwixt thine ears that is going to speak right now? Are you talking about me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. Hi, I'm Ezra. <laughs> I exist. Yeah, still. Uh, let's introduce our guest. Uh, he is a writer on Jesus and Marrow, and on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, he has a podcast called Make My Day with Josh Gondelman, and he also the, he's also the author of a book, Nice Try, It's Josh Gondelman. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me. Such a pleasure to be here in my home talking yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, how do you say, like, how, what is your, what is the pronunciation of nice try? Like, how do you say it? I usually I say, go, like, oh, okay, go oh you go ahead. I want to uh, hear yours. Okay, okay. Um, mine is either nice try or it's nice try. I kind of like oh, switch them out. That like, second on one is very, I like the, the, um, the level of smug kind of derision <laughs> on that. Because I, so, I, I mean, the name of the book is because it is a compliment, it sounds like a compliment, but is always an insult, right? Like, you never mm-hmm. say nice try when something goes right. <laughs> it's only when something goes wrong. So it's like it's a true. positive thing you only say under bad circumstances. Like, um, God. you'd never be like, hey, uh, I know you'd never made that recipe before, but nice try. It came out perfectly. <laughs> God, that reminds Aww. me of like uh, with my ex, somebody was like basically congratulating us on our relationship and they said, you two deserve each other, <laughs> which is like, I think that they <laughs> meant it kindly, but it sounds like such a mean, like uh, That's derisive thing I, to say. <laughs> it absolutely goes both ways, right? Like I think, hey, wow, I'm so glad you found each other. You two really deserve each other. It's like fully contextual because then you could also be like, 
oh, you two monsters deserve each other. (laughs) You'll make excellent company for each other in hell. (laughs) No, it's totally true. Um, There's one other one that just, oh, you know what is, is like the longer a span of like, have a nice day is nice to say. Right. But like Mm -hmm. have a nice life is like (laughs) (laughs) so withering. I definitely say that to people regularly, like meaning it kindly and then realize immediately afterwards, like, oh, that's not a very nice thing to say. (laughs) No, but it's like a thing that is objectively like the content of it explicitly is nice. Right. Like if you uh, if you like were leaving town and you had your last interaction with your local coffee shop owner and you're like hey great work great to know you have a nice life they're like what the hell was that about (laughs) (laughs) the subtext is like a pots on your people right well because it really it's something that's traditionally said when you're like walking out of someone's life forever right yeah (laughs) have a nice life dave have a nice life dickbag (laughs) yeah have a nice life dickhead uh so like how how would you pronounce nice try (laughs) i I just say I say nice try, like pretty straightforward. I don't, I let people mm. read into it the, um, the kind of whatever they want, the Rorschach test of their own feelings. Got it, got it. Uh, and real quickly before we move on to like, I guess, like, uh, talking about your book a little bit, like just a teeny bit, uh, how would you, how do you, how do you say, like, I imagine it's kind of a similar thing with like make my day. Just like, make my day, I say more sincerely. Make my day because the whole premise of that is tongue in cheek. So I say make my day. Like real not like dirty Harry. Um uh. <laughs> I say it like in a I try to say it in a sweet way because the the premise of the show, so it's a, a game show podcast where there's only one contestant, so they always win. And uh-huh. the and every week the 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 scoring of the games is basically based on how much people cheer me up, like how happy their individual answers make me. So like there is a little bit of um, kind of self-awareness that it's kind of a corny, silly setup, but I think it is like a very fun thing. So I try to play it pretty um, straight down the middle in terms of like, this is to feel good. And th- and that's how I host the show. Um, it's not like make my day. <laughs> or like just like to like the republican like uh national convention just like with yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yelling a chair. in a chair my first guest was an empty chair that i pretended was barack obama so that is there is that overlap God, that's such an old pull that i think everyone still gets right that was like 2012 yeah. i think so i it was like like okay uh really quickly and, and another thing about the podcast is just like did does that actually, do you feel after recording an episode of that show, like that actually works and like you feel like your day is made for the rest of the day? Or like, yeah. how do you feel I mean, I really like making the show. It's so much fun. There's like a bunch of prep work that has to go into it because I prep the games. I write a pep talk, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, booking the guests and everything. And then it's like we, I, I t- it takes me a couple hours, an hour and a half usually, and my editor a little longer too to actually do the edits but like we we try to be pretty um rigorous about the editing because i think my tendency is always to be very self-indulgent and just like leave it in if it makes me laugh but we try to like keep everything we usually record for like 35 to 45 minutes and we try to keep it Mm -hmm. from we try to keep the episodes like 
25 to 28 minutes and so <laughs> it's it's like taking big chunks out so i i really but it does make me feel really good to work on and i think i've had some of the guests not to pat myself on the back too hard but excuse me some of my guests have said like hey you know that really like i had a really good time that like made my day to participate in so that's like a sweet a sweet time Aww. yeah yeah Okay, and I know, like, this comes up a lot on, like, podcasts, and, That's okay. like, I've listened to a few episodes of, like, your show, of, like, uh, your show, and also, like, some episodes you've guested on, where you have, like, a reputation for being, like, you know, uh, and I say this with, like, air quotes and stuff, like, a nice guy, but not not in the gross way, like, the like the nice guy, nice guy, but, like, a nice guy, a nice like guy. Like a genuinely <laughs> um, nice guy, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love yeah, the way like, you said that. It was very, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I try to uh, I try to not be a monster. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like that's really the 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 ceiling that like most people not don't. a monster. <laughs> um, but like uh, something in your book that like really like kind of caught my attention, and I think will might come up a little bit in the actual content of the record um, was this moment where you where your um, you were doing your vows, I believe, and yeah. uh, your wife said something about. Uh, you not being a nice person yeah. and that like affecting you. And like, I guess, I guess my question is like, do you, is that like label or like being like a kind, nice person? Like, is that something that like you enjoy or is that something that like you kind of like y- you, you take umbrage with like the, with the baggage of that? Or like, how do you feel about that? I don't think there's that much baggage to it. I mean, it is kind of in the stand-up world, right? There's the nice guy as like a shorthand for, but he's not funny. And (laughs) so there is that. Like, I think, but I am grateful insofar as much as I have any reputation that it's like a positive reputation and people are, people mean it, seem to mean it sincerely, right? They're not just like, oh yeah, he's fine. You know, which is like, (laughs) when you say nice Sometimes you just mean like, yeah, they're fine. They're inoffensive. They're not going to bother anybody. But I think I, you know, I try to be a, a, a kind and decent person when I can. And so I appreciate that that is something that people recognize in me as much as anyone recognizes me ever, which is seldom. Yeah. Uh, but does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But I do. It was really uh, effective, uh, affecting rather when, when my wife Mara said that in our, in her wedding vows, because it's like, I, I appreciate her kind of um, as a person, even just in our relationship, seeing me kind of fully and holistically. Right. Which it was, was, that was really, it was nice. You know, that like, I I try to be a a nice person, but like also when, when she's, when there's someone that she doesn't like, I've written about this since, but not in the book. uh, When she, you know, her enemies are my enemies. That's like part of our, part of a marriage to me. So like, it's not, I'm not like nice. I try not to be nice to people who don't warrant niceness, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and and I think there's, there's that dimensionality too of like, I, my go-to is to like, try to be helpful and courteous, but like, also I, there's a real value to, not appeasing people who are bad news or not like tolerating shitty behavior. And I think that's like come up a lot recently kind of in the comedy community, the value of like not going along to get along when people are doing things that like are not cool. Hmm. Yeah. Like there's a difference between like you can be kind without being like passive. Totally. Mm -hmm. And, And I think, I think kindness and niceness, like there's like a slight difference to me where kindness is like more infused with goodness and niceness is closer aligned with like 
pleasantness, yeah. which is a little different, right? Mm. The, to me, I, I mean, like other people might split that hair a different way, but like to me, there's a little difference between like someone being kind, and, which to me implies generosity and empathy versus nice, which is like politeness plus, let's say. Just like a veneer kind of. Yeah, a veneer and, and like a set of manners. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and yeah. that makes sense. Like uh, the whole trope, I guess, is like nice guy, not like kind guy. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yes, agreed. Because nice, be own, nice like... guy is like a guy who knows how to like put on the appearances or whatever. Yeah, or right. absolutely. Yeah. And like pull up and do the bare minimum of just yeah. like... The not yeah. a monster, as I was joking about. <laughs> but like, but like, they don't even like reach that threshold. Like, sure. they are like a lot. They just know they how not to look like a monster at first. Yes, that's true. Yeah. that's fair. They're... To to seem like not a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of not a monster, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, so monster I, hits. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, uh, let's, uh, let's get into, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen a little bit. I know, uh, I, I'm aware on your Twitter that you are a fan and enjoy her work. Um, but like what, to what extent are you a fan of Carly Rae Jepsen? To what extent are you like a a listener? I guess. I'm, I, so her music is something I turn to. It's like incredibly pleasant and it. It's got like a real consistent, solid vibe. So it is good listening music for like, it's great background music for if you're just hanging out. It's like great cooking music, all that kind of stuff. I have a lot of friends who have seen her a bunch of times and mm. in, in person. And I, I think I missed, like, I didn't realize she was going to be in New York maybe last year. And I would have gone. Like, I'm at the, I'm at the level of fandom where I, I like her music kind of increasingly over time. I think her newer stuff for whatever reason maybe i just came to it sooner so that's what to me what she sounds like more like i haven't listened as much to her older records uh except for obviously call me maybe which is the huge one um but i think my exact level of fandom is would see her live missed seeing her live last time she was in town so i haven't yet yeah before the world got canceled um right 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 Right. now nobody does anything (laughs) um yeah, like, uh, first of all, you missed you missed out. You you're, you're a fool, and you missed out. Uh, did you go? I did go. I went to that particular show. Like, and it was like really great. Like, um, it was like one of the only times where like um, I talked about this kind of briefly, but the only time where I felt okay, like dancing around and like shaking my little my little hips and hiney. Um, because <laughs> like I get very in my own head. I get very. I kind of like start to look out of my body at myself and go, yep. that's not right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that, like that is it. That's, that's incorrect. But like, yeah, with that, the environment was very jovial. She's a very good, like, con- like a conductor, I guess, like kind of like a show, show, shows woman or show, like a, showman, like an, I guess. Almost like an MC, right? Like a, yeah. like a true, like, master or mistress of ceremonies, however you want to. Yeah, because I think, like, the way she kind of does the shows, it, it doesn't, it's not truly about her. She's very generous in that, like, she's just, like, here to, like, help everyone else kind of, like, have a good time and, like, oh, create this 
Because that can come off so many different ways, right? Like, I think you sometimes you'll see someone who's performing and clearly, like, expects the audience to do the heavy lifting in a way that is like, come on, we paid for the ticket. You didn't pay <laughs> us to be here. So maybe right. you should know some of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, that is, like she sings all the songs. She like yeah. does it like it's, it's not like um, some rappers. Well, I think like Hannibal had a bit where it's just like the the rapper plays the track. And he just says every other word or something yeah. like that. Just like. Um, so, yeah, that's you're a fool. You missed out. Um, I am and a fool. <laughs> you should carry that to your grave, that that sin and shame. I'm um, hoping I can atone for it at some point. I don't think <laughs> this doesn't seem like it, it has to weigh on me till my death. <laughs> I mean, and just trust maybe, maybe me, there's, a, there's a lot that I'm just carrying around. I don't know uh-huh. that this has to be one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, stuff I, yeah, kind of a, a mean thing I said to someone in high school by accident. <laughs> you know, that's still with me. But this one, I'm hoping it's with me now, but I'm hoping I can, like, ease that burden. Like, if I think there is a chance I, that I can correct this before it becomes my, like, ghost unfinished <laughs> business. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, but like, uh, it, if uh, she, if uh, the world opens up again and stuff like that, I, I, that was truly one of my favorite nights and one of my favorite uh, live experiences too. Because there was this time where I went to like a Childish Gambino show, and the I was like kind of, I was like very, I was there by myself. I was like really, really nervous and like didn't know how to like move my body and stuff like that. And then I was finally starting to get into it after like two beers. And then, like, the guy behind me, like, the guy in front of me turned around and said, hey, keep it down. And, like, wow. I live with that. That's the shame that I live with every single sure. day. He should be life. the one living with shame, though. Who goes to a concert and then tells people to shut up? Right. Like, oh, I feel like it should be expected. I feel like there's an element of room reading, right? Like, there's there are some shows where you go and you're like, everybody's singing every song. And the person that doesn't, you either have to just, like, let it happen Got or admit it, that yeah. you're wrong. And then there's some shows where there's just, like, one guy that's like thunder road and you're like all right knock it off that's you've got to like feel the vibe of the venue i mean i think maybe the reason the guy was like upset with me was i was singing thunder road that um, is yeah not a childish yeah. Gambino song thunder road i wasn't even i don't know the rest of the <laughs> Those words Those are not either. even words yeah that's a problem you were singing the wrong the wrong words to a song by a different artist that is suboptimal concert behavior <laughs> I don't know. So, so once again, I'm in the wrong. So, um, so I guess let's get into like, um, dedicated side B a little more. Sure. And like, I, I guess like, uh, the dedicated era of it. Like, uh, what, what were your thoughts on like dedicated itself? Like the, before getting into the ded- dedicated side B. I liked dedicated. Uh, I, I liked it a bunch. It is a record that I listened to. Again, it's like a good time relaxing, just like, doing chores around the apartment record cooking record it's i really enjoy listening to it um i remembered it i I literally i looked this up by just by coincidence and exactly one year before dedicated side b came out i had tweeted about dedicated the the first part and i had said that something i like about carly ray jepsen is that she's her music is like cheerfully horny um, yeah, like the way the the way people are horny in musicals, like old timey mm. musicals. Like she's like psyched to like 
like it's not sexless, but it's not like it's like wholesome horny. horny. It's wholesome horny. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like she's just like psyched to feel good and to to fool around. And I think that's like a that's like a vibe I really appreciate. Yeah. And so, oh, but so, so that was like my feeling. So that specifically is about the song "I Want You in My Room" from the first batch of dedicated songs, which is my right. favorite song on that album. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I the, I like those kind of up tempo bops. That's like what I what I come to her music for first and foremost. So when you came to like, this is post all of us, I guess. Uh, so when this one came out, mm-hmm. what were your, what were your like expectations and what were you kind of wanting from it or expecting from it? I, I feel like side, the idea of side B, right. Which is like, it's, here's the problem. <laughs> side B, right. Is like the flip side of a record, but there already was a full, two-sided records worth of music that has come out right like dedicated Mm. is a side a and b's worth of songs i think and so to say that dedicated to like and the idea of a b-side generally when you bring up the idea of a b-side it connotes like the 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 song that's not the single right it's like kind of the deeper cut that's like on the backside of the single so i i feel like she's done this before she did it with emotion too right she did emotion and then emotion side b and i always feel like it kind of sets you up for a second tier batch of songs um which i don't think these are i think these are like these are like top shelf Carly Rae Jepsen songs like a lot of them there's a few that I prefer to some of the songs on the original dedicated there's a few that I'm like oh I see why you could why you would cut this yeah Mm -hmm. or like maybe it is maybe you just didn't want the album to be like too too fat with extra stuff that has the same tone and qualities so you release it a year later as like hey this is more of that but like it's still from that batch yeah, I do wish that it was like um like dedicated extended cut or something like that instead right. cuz I feel like that would kind of communicate like what she Dedic- is two- doing here. Did. Yeah, dedicate right. It's like dedicated to dedicated <laughs> But yeah, it is like extended uh, it it's like when you it feels more like bonus tracks than it than um than like B-sides. Like they're not weirder than the other song they're not like oh this won't play on the radio like they they kind of have a lot of the same qualities which which is nice it's like oh nice to have more of this this kind of bouncy effervescent music that i i enjoy yeah what about you Ezra? what what were you what were you kind of expecting and wanting from this record um i uh i really liked dedicated so i was kind of wanting more like in that same vein but i also like uh I'm pretty sure you've kind of explained to me before what like the side B stuff is, because uh, you told me that she writes like a lot of songs for her records and then just Mm -hmm. kind of pairs it down to like 12. Um, And so I was kind of interested in seeing like I wasn't sure if there would be like early uh, demos or like earlier versions of like songs that did make it up like make it onto the record um which this definitely isn't (laughs) like that but i mean we kind of get that a little bit with like felt this way and stay away those are kind of like the same song but like one is a lot more like up tempo but it still doesn't really have anything to do with the original record 
<laughs> I agree yeah. with you though. Right. Like they're almost an A side and B side to each other rather than to anything on the original dedicated album. Yeah. I fully agree. I, I, yeah. I love I love those two. We'll get into it a little more, but I love those two songs paired together. You know what? I, think, I like a- think that it's irresponsible to put those songs out right now when we are supposed to be staying away from each other. Like <laughs> Right. Just all these songs about not being able to stay away. It's like Carly, Carly wear your mask, social distance. <laughs> you have a social responsibility. Stop. I will say, like, that's something, like, she talks about a little bit, which, like, um, maybe factors into my rating a little bit, but it's not her fault. Um, the idea of just, like, um, side A, she kind of likes that the the kind of the subheader of it is, like, music to clean your room to, kind of, like, more introspective, more kind of just, like, contained and, like, low-key. And when this, she said the aim with this one is just to go, stop cleaning your room, time to doink, and stuff like that. And it is, yeah, this is definitely... It's time to doink, you know? She, she, there's a lot of songs about, like, being unable to not doink and just, like, wanting, like, having doinked and thinking about doinking again. I think, like, there's, she's, there's, like, a lot of very Oh, no, I caught feelings after doinking. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, not even, oh, no, just, like, oh, uh, yeah, we doinked. And, and you know what? I'd do it again. Like, I'm, I'll see where this goes. Like, I love her. Yeah. Um, There's just so much optimism and not to be a caricature of myself which does, people wouldn't notice because they don't know who the shit i am so but like not to to be too me about it but like i like that in like romantic songs and like heartbreak songs there's a lot of um feeling of like enthusiasm for a new person or like real like a real powerful draw for maybe a person that's like you know maybe this is a bad idea but man i'm really into this but in like a real excited way you know rather Mm -hmm. than like the kind of amy winehouse like we're actually destroying each other song way (laughs) yeah i think her optimism really is something that like kind of sets her apart a little bit like it it's not like there's this tragic romance like they all kind of have a vibe of like even if it is something that didn't turn out well like she's kind of like looking up about it and especially yeah. with like this versus like emotion was kind of like emotion, a yeah. relationship that didn't work yeah mm-hmm. but this yeah. I, uh, the other thing about it too is like i think there's something about how um bouncy and bubbly i'm like coming back to that a lot but like how effervescent the music and the the themes are of this record in a lot in a lot of ways not exclusively but um in contrast with like, she's not 19. She's like in her mid thirties. So like, I think there's something about it. Like it doesn't for her to, for her to maintain that kind of like enthusiasm and optimism as like a grown lady, I find very charming. It is. It is. Yeah. I think you, you put word, you put the words in my mouth and I could say that because I didn't say it. Um, so I could claim (laughs) that those are my thoughts. Um, but like, um, as for me, so, like, I knew that something like this was going to come out, like, when it, like, because it seems like this has become her, like, tradition, like, her, like, mythos and stuff that yes. she releases as a side B uh, after her. And here's my, th- and, you know, I've I've c- come across as, like, a Carly's stand. I, actually, I don't like stand. I don't like standing. So I'm just going to say I really, 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 really like her. Um, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> This might take That's away good. my stand, I guess my stand like status a little bit is like, I think emotions side, this is the one record we didn't really, 
I guess than her previous ones, but like we covered emotion and dedicated. Um, but that's the one we didn't like look at because I don't think it's as good as emotion. I think everyone's saying like emotion's so great, emotion side B is like so great, but I feel like it is, it feels a little more like B side Z of emotion. Um, I, I like all those songs a lot. I like those songs, but I, I would say it's like a seven out of 10 or an eight, eight out of 10 rather than like a 10. Well, and I think with both of the side B's versus like the original albums that they're based on, like it is kind of clear, like even though dedicated side B like has a lot of good songs, like it does make sense why she cut these versus like the ones that did mm -hmm. end up on the album. There's a few, though, that I'm like, oh, this could have this could have hung in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I just like um my issue with emotions i'd be if there's an issue I, it's not that i don't like the record is that the eight songs don't cohere together that nicely mm, in my that's opinion. true i i think they're great songs on their own where this i feel if she decided to release side b as here's my new record dedicated I think we wouldn't like kind of blink at it. I think it coheres See, I, really I don't nicely. know because I think some of these songs do go well together, but I think the entire thing in the order that it's in and stuff like doesn't really make sense. Like I like most of the songs mm. on this individually, but I don't see them like working as an album. And I definitely oh, wouldn't see them like fitting into like some of them would fit into the original album, but like most of them, I just really don't feel like they would. Like there's not really a good place to put it in there. Mm. Well, this is a I fight to, now. <laughs> I need to go. I need to go back and listen to the original dedicated um, to like because I I haven't thought about where they would slot in, but I have window. like there are so many songs on this to me out of the like eleven or twelve on on dedicated side B that that feel like like there are seven songs that I feel like I could listen to in a row. Let, let's say seven and be like, oh that 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 was all like an, an incredibly cohesive vibe. And then I, right. I agree that there are a few that are like, that are kind of, okay, let's switch up the tempo a little bit. Um, I think those are my thoughts too. Like kind of. Yeah. yeah. The one that's yeah. like the most jarring to me on this album is uh, just like, it feels at for the first half of the album, like they're kind of like, even if they're not um, like, building in style they're building like in theme and stuff like she right. is falling more in love with this person and like becoming mm -hmm. a little bit more serious about it but then the second half they just it's kind of jarring a little bit like after heartbeat into like You're summer right. love like it uh just doesn't really um like it feels like she loses that momentum i guess yeah that first half though feels like super cohesive and yes. i bet yes. and, and, and i bet I think like there are probably a couple songs from the back half that could slot in, you know, like maybe seven or eight total in a row that would feel that way. But yeah, I agree with you. There are some that like that don't seem to uh, like I not to not to jump too far ahead. I love solo as a song. I could I've listened yes. to it. It's over so and good. Over, yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't have the thematic unity. Like right. So, like, so much of it is like falling in love. And this one is like in the second person written to someone who is lonely and just being like, Hey, you can, you can live a good, it's like the, it's like party for one, but for someone else. Well, and that <laughs> yeah. one actually kind of makes sense to me because I, uh, I read that she wasn't originally going to put that in this, but mm -hmm. then because of like people being, 
uh, in quarantine and everything that's happened this year, she thought that like it might be kind of something that people could use right now. That's um, so poor, poor funny. Babe. Poor, poor Bevy is unable to doink, you know. I know. Yeah. What, a, what a sweet <laughs> inclusion. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is, uh, I, but I love that song. And, and and so it makes, that is such a great explanation for like, she was going to leave it off because it is, it's thematically different than this kind of like falling in love, push and pull, uh, meeting someone, being like intoxicated by this new person. Um, this is like, no, it's not even an extension of that, right? It's not even like, actually, it fell apart, but that's okay. This is like someone else. Hey, you're having a bad time. I'm over here doinking and you're not. But like, <laughs> let me let you know, uh, you're going to be back to doink. And you're and right now, <laughs> you're doing okay on your own. So yeah. like, I, I that is such a, that's such a reasonable explanation, Ezra. Like why, that like makes sense why that would slot in there. I also... The the one record I'm I'm digressing and I apologize, but I'm doing no, it anyway, I so I can't be that sorry. Um, <laughs> the one record that I've heard that feels quarantine specific that's come out during this period is um Jeff Rosenstock's new album No Dream, which has a lot of songs about like not wanting to go outside and stuff like it just it, which is about you know kind of like depression and and sadness and anxiety but like it feels very germane to not wanting to go outside and obviously like the one people have been talking about as like the the album of the moment because of like for protest reasons and like just anger towards the establishment and and uh protesting against police violence is um the run the jewels record yeah, yeah we yeah. actually talked about that one <laughs> good we're and, but this this record, other than this song, it it like you 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 said it right, uh, Andrea earlier that like all of her like going out, meeting new people, excitement, that kind of like crackling um, electricity of like meeting up with someone and staying up late is like not happening for that many people. Right yeah, now. yeah. Don't go to don't go to Vegas. Like it's not, not don't a good go idea. to Vegas. <laughs> that's from Fake Mona Lisa, right? Which is yeah, such a fun. Another thing that I I like a, about her songwriting is that her the feelings she's pinpointing and the specifics are really specific. Like Fake Mona, like we painted over your Fake Mona Lisa is like such a fun specific thing to say, right? Yeah. It's like someone had a Fake Mona Lisa and you covered it over, and that's like such a you're you're talking about a real specific person and a real specific act of like yeah that's not really like ruining. universal to all of us no but it's i think like right her strength too is like it's broad enough that yes. it still can yeah, like be like absolutely. oh yeah i i felt like that you know it doesn't shut people out the the, the other one that real heartbeat is the other song that really makes me feel that's so specific right because the idea is like I don't want to let you know too much about me. I don't yeah. want to let you too close to me because I'm so into you that like, I'm worried about making myself vulnerable to you, which is like such a, um, in itself, a really vulnerable thing to say. I love it. Yeah. I really love this song, but I hate that it just jumps into like something as kind of like, like surface level and uh, like kind of shallow, I guess, as like summer love. It's just kind of like jolting, mm -hmm. jumping right out of that. Yeah, that is, man, you're, you're totally right. And that summer love, it's like such a, like, summer jam without, it's just like summer, summer, summer. It feels like from like a 50s beach party movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a good single and like a good song on its own, but uh, it like 
just completely ruins like the flow of like the first half of the album and stuff like it's kind of going in a direction and like getting like a little bit deeper with each song and then they just jump out of it like oh but we can't like reflect on that for too long let's get back to like summer and the party and stuff right 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 exactly yeah it which is which is a bummer because i think even her um even her like upbeat songs have like an emotional um even more emotional depth than that that particular one does yeah Usually. yeah absolutely yeah. like i think the even this is what they say like kind of even jumping from that into heartbeat still makes sense but then jumping right out of it into summer love like kind of ruins that flow a little bit yeah yeah i agree it do you know what <laughs> When I read this is like this sounds so dismissive because I I really like this album a lot. But when I read the summer love lyrics, which are the first verses, summer love, wild and free. And I'd like to get to know ya, summertime, wild and free. And I'd like to get to know ya um, and then live for the feeling, dance for the feeling, wait for the feeling of you. It reminds me of the um, it's so upbeat that it's almost like the the Judah Friedlander song from Kimmy Schmidt, the boobs in California. That he sings with Titus. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I, I remember that. Yeah. Which it's, while, it's just like yeah. so peppy. Um, but I feel dismissive saying that, but it is, I think you're right that coming out of like, look, I don't want you to know me because I'm so afraid of how much I like you. And then yeah. going into like, let's dance all summer is like, it is a little yeah. emotional whiplash. Yeah. I think like, um, so I, in my, like, I would say I would, like, cut, like, two, three songs out of this, like, to make it a really perfect record, I think. Um, yeah. To, like, co- to have those themes cohere and, like, maybe have, like, those other songs just as, like, bonus tracks that you could mm-hmm. kind of just, like, Yeah, oh, like, these none are of nice. the songs are, are necessarily bad. They just don't really fit thematically. And they uh, definitely don't fit, like, where they are on the album. Yeah. Okay, so, um... I, we, I guess we, we kind of went all over the place, really. Yeah. Just like, yeah, we that's kinda, my like, fault. Just away I, really, I took the steering fun. wheel and just <laughs> weaved all over the road. No, we love it. Um, I guess, uh, so we talked a little bit about, we kind of like went through the thematic territory. I just want to say one more thing about themes then is just like, I think I made this point on our previous emotion, uh, dedicated episode with Kevin Porter. Um, so that that's just like a, name drop so that you could listen back like, oh he's yeah go back and listen yeah. kevin Porter's yeah. great yeah yeah um but like uh i made a point about like this record not being dedicated not really being about being about dedication not it's not like a five year like i've been with this person for five years and yeah. we're like kind of figuring out the itch and stuff like that um i kind of view it more as just like entering something a little more sustainable entering something new and like the the fears the joy and the anxiety of that so yeah and it's just like um kind of her developing feelings in like heartbeat a little bit and then the reciprocation of uh let's sort the whole thing out like just that like blood pumping joy and then at the very end just kind of like this this contented calm with like i don't hate california anymore i think that i think that you're right that like um i think that um if you cut like maybe four three three or four songs out it would cohere really really nicely i think and 
I, yeah. that's that, that's really all I have to say about it. Well, and speaking of uh, now, I don't hate California after all. I think that that's such a good like closing song, and I think yes. that that does fit really well on this. And it, like, I think honestly, it could have had a place on like the original, like dedicated. It very clearly, mm-hmm. like feels written for kind of that time in her life, like as you said, kind of like entering something new that like doesn't feel toxic, feels like it could become something where like you're dedicated to this person and yeah yeah i mean i think there's like a lot of different kinds of dedication that are kind of present in this record like comeback the song with bleachers is like about rededicating yourself to yourself and your own needs and so i do i think that kind of also if is fitting to this this um the idea of like finding out what and who you want to commit yourself to and dedicate yourself to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of what you'd like to dedicate yourself to, let's dedicate ourselves to some ads and make some dollars, baby. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Da, 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 da. And we're back here to talk about dedicated side B where I'll try to get things a little bit on track. I'll try to use my host abilities every so often. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to let you. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's been great though. I think sometimes we Thank can you, like Ezra. deviate what? from the structure okay. a little bit like this. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> the thing I've worked very hard on. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So let's go, let's just start with highlights because Horror light. We kind of also like went into low lights a little bit. We've also um, like gotten into like... highlights a little bit. It really <laughs> hasn't. Right. Let, let's 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 get into highlights. Let's get, let's get into highlights. What was a specific song that was a highlight for you, Josh? I mean, I've said a bunch of times. I really like solo. I really yeah. I it is like, wild um... to me that she threw a song on here talking about her favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> And it's wild that that's her opinion of her favorite Star Wars movie. That's like your, that's Jackson's favorite. That's uh, your partner's favorite Star Wars movie, which is the most bonkers take I've ever heard. Honestly, it might be my favorite too. I'm not like a huge Star Wars stan, but I do really like that movie. That makes sense. That makes sense. I feel like it, I feel like there, there are the new Star Wars movies and I'm not a huge Star Wars person and I liked the ones I've seen very much. And I think it's because I'm not a huge Star Wars person that I don't care that much about the mythology. I just like want to be entertained for what the time I'm there. Yeah. But the thing about my partner is that he like really is into like the lore and like, uh, has like watched all of like the movies and the shows and like read a bunch of books. He has a shelf full of like Star Wars books back there. Like that's fascinating. And solo yeah. is still and his, his favorite, favorite is solo. Yeah. Wow. Do you have you like gone to the bottom of why he feels that way? Like I don't know. I think he likes just content that can like be lighter and like I get, uh, take I get joy that. in right. itself. <laughs> like You're actually I I kind of appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, like he also is a huge fan of like the uh, Clone Wars and everything, like the um, series and stuff. And like, I think that that's kind of like a lighter one from what I know. I mean, I haven't seen really any of it besides like two episodes. I'm not a huge Star Wars person. Actually, actually, I do respect that. Just like not every Star Wars movie has to be this earth shattering. The world is going to die type of thing. I think I kind of I kind of admire that. 
Um, but that's yeah. enough of that. Like, um, so let's talk about Solo. Um, Alden Ehrenreich is good. What's his name? Alden Ehrenreich? Al- I don't Alden, know. Alden Ehrenreich. Ar- Ar- I'll learn his name Al- when he's Alden in one Ar- more Ar- movie. <laughs> I thought he was good in the movie. I thought he was good. I, he was um, great. I mean, he was great in um, Hail Caesar, the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Movie. That was even, what a tutorial so simple. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. So good. Um, Anyways, uh, let's talk about that song. Uh, I really like it. it. You're right. You We brought up the point of just like it's uh, a second person song, you know. Um, it also like kind of synthesizes her lessons from Emotion and Dedicated, uh, where she probably like there is the mild complaint, I guess, is that like it, is, it does some a little bit comes off as like, you know, I'm off here doinky, but it's fine for you. But I think there's a little bit of like patness to it. Um, but I do think it comes, it also comes from a place of genuine, like, yeah, I, I've been there. I've, I, and she even says at one point, I'm not trying to downplay it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I really like the song. It just gets right to the part of my brain that wants to like dance around the kitchen while I'm making dinner. And it just feels nice to listen to you. And I, I think it's like a tender friendship song. And mm. uh, and I, I'm into it. I mean, I, I like most of this record. The first time I listened to it, this was the one that like kind of it because it oh, thematically it's a little different than the rest of the, the record. But it does. It feels like the the sonic qualities and i'm not a music theory person so i could be way off the sonic qualities are similar i'm not like a hedgehog I, person mm-hmm. yes i <laughs> but you gotta go fast um <laughs> but it's like a heightened version of kind of the the bounciness of the rest of the album which i like um so that that's like the song i've come back to the most so far in my listening to this album mm uh ezra what's a uh highlight for you like what's a song highlight for you um the first one like starting the album and like uh my first listen um the one that like really kind of like got me into the album a little bit more was uh this is what they say Mm, and i think that i just really like the sound of it it's just really fun and like disco-y and yeah it's, it's very full, you know. This is yeah. what they say. You know, it's just like <laughs> I, Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I like about the the album a lot is that kind of stuff. It's this song's so disco-y, like you said, and it has those the backing vocals are so like fun. And there's just like wait, let me see whatever. There's one that's just like a lot of oohs and e's. I think that's great. Um, but I I think that that like that kind of bells and whistles fullness of this album is really uh is re- is a really good time. Oh, what I wrote down in my notes, I made some notes. What I wrote down was like this feels like she feels like she's fronting a girl group in this song, right? But it's just her <laughs> stuff. Like it almost like it feels like a song where like she's the focal point and there's more people behind her, which is like kind of a fun vibe for like a solo album to have a song that feels that way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm uh a highlight for me uh i love window window's so good um it's made by the guy who made uh he's a guy in wolfpeck like uh co-produced the song and i just love the the use of space in the song it feels very like airy and like kind of like bouncy and like kind of 
uh, rhythmic in a really interesting way, like playing with space and rhythm. I love the message of the song, too, of just the idea of, you know, guys, male, male friends need compliments, too. You know, they need they need like people to say nice things to them. And like uh, she's kind of saying the the idea of the song is like, you know, I can I can compliment you all you all I want. I could like say nice things to you, but there's this wall that just like doesn't allow you to internalize it. So I wish I could, I wish you could see yourself through my eyes of how special you are and how, you know, wonderful you are. And it can work for, I have a friend who kind of is kind of like going through a similar thing and just like with where I get very hard and down on myself, but then my friend is like, yeah, I wish I could like, I wish you could see how like, you know, special you are i wish i could see how i wish you could see how much you you know all these good traits about you where you're so laser focused on you know your flaws and you're like you know all of this stuff um so i think that that song is really beautiful and just like the idea of just like leave a window open for me and it's i love it as a fun inverse to want you in my room of just mm-hmm. like yeah i think i think it's really genius and like i, I don't know for someone of my age, like leave a window open for me is like such a wistful, sweet thing, right? Of like kind of it's like a teenage way of visiting someone. It's very like Clarissa explains it all. Or very <laughs> like you know what I mean? It just uh-huh. feels like there's such a um an earnestness. Oh, even like Melissa Etheridge come to my window, right? There's like such a um uh like a earnestness to like i just like forget the front door just like come to my bedroom (laughs) we're bypassing all the rest of this stuff uh any other any other like highlights before we move on to lowlights um i i i think this love isn't crazy right that's the name of the first song yeah is like such a great album opener it just like hits the ground running and there are so many of the themes of the album laid out in this one song, right? It's, it's kind of the, the first, uh, it's kind of opens the door for what gets paid off in, um, in let's sort this whole thing out, which is like a, a kind of mature, like gentle thoughtful love like again there's the lyrics are about like we could destroy each other but we won't because that's not what this is right yeah and i think that that's like a very um that's something i it's something that appeals to me a lot as a person who's like kind of a um a temperate slightly anxious person and historically Mm -hmm. i i'm very like stable and delighted and and, um super happy and i'm a married person but like when i was dating i would be slightly anxious about things and i think the idea i was never like intoxicated by the idea of a relationship where you are destroying the other person and they're destroying you i've i've been in relationships that like felt bad for me and i wasn't like yeah that's the good stuff uh so if that makes sense so I think to hear someone singing about that is like, it really like hits me where I live in terms of, look, we are making ourselves vulnerable to each other. You could ruin me. I could do the same for you, but that's not what this is about. This isn't that where 
bad for each other. It's that we know the ways in which we could hurt each other, but instead we are choosing to be like gentle and tender and restorative. And that there, there's something about that that like really appeals to me, even though it's not like necessarily an exhilarating, uh, as exhilarating as some other songwriting uh, topics well, and, and, and styles of love. Yeah. And I think that that's really what uh, sets her like kind of dedicated era and stuff aside from like others is that uh, it's not just like falling in love and stuff, but it's falling in like an emotionally mature kind of love where like you aren't like trying to hurt the other person. You aren't like just seeking thrills or um, like seeking a feeling you're like actually actively trying to like you're loving somebody else as like a verb and stuff and like kind of actively like creating a safe place for both of you to exist and like even if you are capable of hurting each other like you're not going to like uh, I really like the line in that song like that love isn't cruel like it's really simple but that's just like people talk about like love hurting and stuff and music a lot and like love being like this kind of crazy like tumultuous thing but i wouldn't necessarily say that that's love so much as it's um all of the things like surrounding it like all of these um Mm -hmm. thrills and like things that people are seeking like they're not looking out for the other person so much as they're like trying to make themselves feel good and even stay away right which i can't stay away from you is like a, a sentiment that you hear in music occasionally and it usually it means like you're bad for me right but i can't stop coming back to you but this the this song is like i need to be with you because you're right for me and staying away from you is like denying myself comfort and pleasure and joy and i think that that's like there's like such a sweetness to that And, and to talk about a like mutually supportive right like you said Ezra like love is a a verb like that you're Mm. actively working on and doing to have to sing about that as kind of like an equally intoxicating exciting experience as like dating someone that feels like uh well tonight it feels like I'm on cocaine and tomorrow it will feel like I was on cocaine yesterday And, (laughs) and so I think that to like sing about that kind of love, which is like much closer to my own heart, the the kind that that she's singing about on this record, as in the way that to talk about it as a good thing and not like, um, hey, we've been together for a while and we're where we don't do anything exciting. To be like, you are like you are my home, and that's exciting. Not like, does that make sense? It's yeah. not like I'm we're comfortable to together, so and that's what's good. <laughs> like- it's like I still. I'm so drawn to you because you're so right for me is like a really uh, healthy and wonderful way to feel. Yeah. It's like being in an emotionally mature relationship doesn't have to be boring. Like you can still get like excitement out of it. It's just not uh, like you said, like cocaine type of excitement. It's like (laughs) a kind of like healthy, like you you kind of give me like this safe home and stuff. And like that in and of itself is an exciting thing because like I get to be like in this objectively good thing every day. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's like uh, the, um, 
first of all, all of that was so beautiful. I, I, I love it. Um, but, um, and it, it really speaks to her, like, you know, the, the common, uh, I guess the criticism, I guess with Carly is like, you know, she's, well, she's 34. Why is she singing like a teenager? Blah, blah, blah. But like, um, it's, I think there's so marked growth from not just the beginning of emotion, you know, where she's like, ski doo doo, you can do whatever you want to me, you know, like uh, to like the beginning of like dedicated, where she's like kind of lovelorn, melancholy, or just like I'll never get over this this guy, you know. Um, to now, like setting setting putting her foot down and saying, I know what love is supposed to be. I know what's good for me. Um, and we're not set in our ways that we're doomed to repeat the same mistakes as before. I, yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, that, that criticism, it kind of like the, the overall optimism I can see people finding a little, especially of this record can feel, could see people finding a little relentless tonally. Um, it, it happens to speak to me, but I do think that there is like an emotional maturity and growth here. I mean, when you think of her first single being like, here's my number, call me maybe, right? Which is like such a, uh, that's like a, a young person's thought, right? Of like, I don't know, maybe call me, maybe don't. There's like a little insecurity there and, and like... I don't know. Wouldn't it be weird if we kissed? But this record, there's so it's so different than that. Like I don't know, I don't know how people cannot see that there is like a lot of, at least if not growth, if not one is good and one is bad, or like one is young, one is old. Um, it's different. It's it, there has been change. Yeah, like it, yeah. they both have kind of like this really. Um, poppy like optimism and stuff but there is a lot of change between those and i think people are only kind of like looking at it like from a surface level like casually like people who are making that criticism because mm -hmm. i can't see anybody like actually looking at the content of this album versus like her first one or versus emotion and like thinking that there hasn't been any growth there mm -hmm. um because like yeah it's like the difference in uh, where the excitement is coming from. Like you can be an optimist and like in this naive way of like falling in love with someone that you just met. Um, or you can be uh, an optimist like in that, you know, like you've learned kind of like what is healthy love and like what's good for you and um, talking about like the joys of that. I have two more highlights. Um, one is uh, let's sort the whole thing out. Like it is a little target addy, but you know, first of all, she made a target ad that slaps so hard with Lil Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, that got taken out of Spotify. Um, but like, um, so good. I think it's like, um, it's like a riff off of like, um, uh, it takes two. Um, it's really good. Um, but like, uh, it is a little like, kind of like, flighty happy-go-lucky but it's like i think it's it's i love it as the um i love it as the uh the moment you realize the person who you like likes you too and just like how you how like 
healthy blood cells are now circulating through your body. And it's just like, um, just, and it's like also like, um, the, the people at, uh, iconography did an episode on Carly Rae Jepsen where it really made me laugh about, uh, the idea that like Carly Rae Jepsen makes you want to like fall in love, like kind of like it's, but like then getting into, but then like, when you actually do it, it's like about like logistics and whatnot. But I think this mm-hmm. this rec this song is getting into like them excited to get into the logistics. Like, okay, let's have a few drinks and let's figure this out. Let's I like you, you like me, let's let's figure this out. And just how exciting that is. And uh how I I also love the perspective change of like her like this somebody wants you somebody cares for real like the idea of just like um that's how she that's what she wants of just like i want someone to like me someone to care and then the perspective changes to the guy of like the her partner just like somebody likes you somebody cares for real like and i yeah there's such a um uh, I like that enthusiasm. Like, again, this, I, I sound like a, a broken record, but the idea of, like you said, being excited for the logistics of like that part of like, Hey, okay. We like each other. What does that mean? What are we doing here? Like we're, we're adults. Like who's, whose place are we going to, but also like, where do you work? Like what, what's this, you know what I mean? What's this going to be? Like, what are you looking for? Are we compatible in this way? I think is like, uh, it's really scary to, to go from the place of we like each other to like, we like each other okay, are we going to do this? Like, not, not, are we going to hook up? Like, we like each other. Are we gonna we're doing? seeing each other. Like, like, are we going to be able to be there for each other? And that's like a really, uh, there is a vulnerability there, right? Of like, I, we like each other. That's, that part is easy. That's like chemical and, and it's new and it's exciting. But like, how do we mesh together? Do your friends like my friends? Like all that shit matters and it's important. Not, not that you can't have like an exciting and, and fun and wonderful romantic relationship like without that. But I think there, there's a different kind of relationship. And and again, this speaks to me as like a, a 35 year old married person to go like, this is, I love hearing about this shit. I love hearing like, okay, so we've been hooking up a little bit and like, Am I coming to your work party? Like that, that's something that, and, and that's, I think that's beautiful to be like, how do we integrate our lives into one another in, in a way that still feels like really wonderful and exciting? Hmm. Uh, the last highlight I wanted to bring up was um, the final song. Like now I don't hate California anymore. Yeah. That was one of my highlights too. Yeah. I, um, the line that really stuck out and like, this is like going back to Josh's book of uh, the idea of like, he's all kind of heartless and something after some of that, like he's all kind of hearts heartless, but I, he knows I'm down the idea of like being known and loved at the same time, you know, like she knows him, you know, she knows how, you know, um, so like, yeah, that's, that's one point of maturity for her. Like she knows this per it's not like this weird toxic thing where she's like, you know, yeah, he's, he's shitty to me, but I love him. Like, it's not that it's more, I know him, but I still want to be with him. Um, but then the other side of the other growth we see here is maybe it's temporary. I don't even mind of 
because like that was like something in emotion she struggled with so much of just like this is temporary you know i'm i'm it is like that cocaine high that i feel that's gonna i'm gonna crash later um and that she's not okay with that but now she's like even if this isn't my forever person i like this i'm at peace i am contented and i just find that very beautiful and i think that's lovely and the idea of like i met this person and uh, you gave me the holiday i need all the time right which is like so sweet like this person is like an oasis and like maybe that can't last forever which i think is you know a lot of the time true you meet someone and, and it's like oh great we're always having fun and then you're like but what about when we're not having fun is that still good um but the idea of like a person as a conduit to uh, feeling at home in a place, right? Like where the earlier in um, gosh, what's in the first in the first song, she talks about you. You're like home to me. Or no, sorry, that's in Stay Away. You're like home to me. And now she's like, when I'm in this foreign place, I don't hate it anymore because I'm with you. And that's like such a um, a a, a lovely sentiment, right? Like this thing that that I used to hate clearly implied you've shown me how to like it because I like you and, and you've, you've taught me how to appreciate or like you've given me this pathway to appreciate even the things that I didn't like, which is like, what a a beautiful compliment to pay to a person. I, I think this is a great, this would be a great direction for her career. Like if in like three years, she comes out with a new record, this is the direction I would love to see her head of just, I'm I've been with this person for a few years now. Um, let's let's delve into the, the the specifics of like the highs and lows of something a little more stable. Um, I also just like think this is a great this is very different musically than her other songs where it's mm-hmm. like build like like stuck in my head, stuck in my heart, like kind of like that build and that regression and the, you know, like it's kind of like a, it's just like a, this one's just like a slow build and like a slow, like a crescendo. And like, even though in the final course, there's so much business going on, like there's like waves and like the, and like her like angelic, like backing vocals and stuff like that. And whatever, and her main line and stuff. It doesn't feel overwhelming. It feels feels right. And like she creates that atmosphere of contentment. Okay, let's get into our final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this record. We'll give our final thoughts on this record and then rate it out of 10. Uh, so I'll go first. Um, so I I think this is a really good record. I liked it a lot. I like it. I, I like it more after talking about it, too. Um, but this is a great, it feels like it, it is cut from the same cloth as dedicated, but there's enough fresh in it that there's a lot of new territory that, you know, feels really good and is exciting and is a delight to listen to. Um, part of the, part of it is there's a level of, oh man, like things, the world is so chaotic that it's hard to give this the full enjoyment it deserves. Um, you know, it feels a little like inappropriate to like, you know, listen to such happy music right now. Um, well, but with all that being said, it's, I, I just love the emotional maturity of it. I love, uh, the textures. I love every song is good. I think in my opinion, every song is good. 
It's just like some of the songs don't exactly cohere together. Uh, so I'm going to give it nine fake Mona Lisa's out of 10. Yeah, I can go next. Um, so I, uh, yeah, like I've said, my biggest criticism on this is really just in the flow of it and um, and like the songs like going together. Um, I don't think that there's really a bad song on this album. Um, even like any lowlights that I had are just kind of like soft lowlights that mostly have to do with the flow. Um, I think there are some really good ones on this that like could have fit on the original one. And uh, I really like some of the themes that she explores and like the more uh, like healthy take on love. And um, yeah, I think it's just it's a nice, um, sweet, happy kind of like escape album like while you're uh like i think um people talk about it a lot like putting her on in the background while like cleaning your bedroom or um like doing dishes or something like that and like i think that it really does make like really good just easy listening music um and so i'm going to give this uh eight out of ten moons in the water wow Really quickly, just like uh, it is easy to listen to and it's great background music, but it's also worth engaging with, too. Like, honestly, yeah, happen too. So, but it it is. I yes, I OK, I really like it. It's you really, 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 to really listen really like to. it. I would I would go that far. <laughs> it's great to listen to. It's just like a joy and a treat. I think that. I mean, working, so I'm working backwards from 10, right? And 10 is like, this is the best album I've ever heard. I want to learn all the words and scream them at the concert. And it changed my life. And so I can't quite go that high, but it's definitely closer to that than it is to a, to a five. I think that there's, it's just so pleasant and so joyful. And these are things that are like, Again, I be, this is my personal soapbox of like this is valuable art to to create art with depth out of joy is valuable and it it means something and and it's like important to be able it, it's important to be able to acknowledge that good feelings are as worthwhile enjoying good feelings is as worthwhile as working through challenging feelings because that's why you do the the hard part Absolutely. Is, so, is to feel good and so like a celebration of feeling good is is worth to me as much as a, a, like a really beautiful articulation of like what it meant to have felt pain or what it means to feel pain in this moment um i i think the the beginning it blends kind of like seamlessly one song into the other for the first several tracks in a way that I makes it both incredibly pleasant to listen to and like slightly less. Um, it takes like a half point away just because I wish they were a little bit more distinctive at times. And maybe that will reveal itself with more listens, but I'm going to go also eight out of 10, a really strong, delightful, like What's it trying to do that? It, what's this album trying to do? What's Carly Rae Jepsen? What is she trying to do that she's not achieving? And the answer is like, she is achieving a perfect eight out of 10. <laughs> All right. Eight out of 10 what's by the way, like 
Oh, sorry. Eight out of ten heartbeats, which is potentially right. lethal, but I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> My heart skipped two beats. Uh, let's get into our <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. Great. Uh, so uh, who would like to go first with their pick? I can go first. Um my song doesn't really have so much to do with like the album thematically. It's just like a neat little like poppy song that I was reminded of recently that's like really catchy, so it's been like stuck in my head. Um so I'm gonna choose uh Real Real by Slay Bet Slay Bells, the words. Click. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's just kind of like a neat little like catchy song. Um, it's very simple. And so like, again, like I think that it just makes kind of like good, uh, like easier listening music um, and just kind of like a nice uh, thing to listen to in the background um, while you're doing like housework and stuff. So yeah, you can just throw on our playlist for that, I guess. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, my pick is going to be uh, Same Old Mistakes by Rihanna. Uh, so Rihanna lost our March Madness thing, and but I decided to like listen to her record anyways because uh, I heard it's good. Um, and I like it. It's good. And my favorite song on it is... Uh, a remix, I feel a little mixed on it because it's not an original song by Rihanna, but it's a, uh, it's a uh, cover of Tame Impala's New Person, Same Old, Same Old Mistakes, um, called uh, Same Old Mistakes. Uh, so I'm just gonna play it right now, click. good time jamming um but like um this song is great because it's like um first of all i just love i just love this instrumental so much and it reminds me of like window of how just like spacey it is and how it plays with rhythm and like just unconventional like sounds and percussion stuff and i think rihanna's vocals enhance the song uh of the original where i like the original a lot but i think rihanna's voice is so unique and strange um that i like it on this so that's my pick. Yeah. What's yours, Josh? Great. Oh gosh. Um, my song, uh, my my pick for this playlist will be um, "Threat" by Charlie Bliss off the of Supermoon EP that came out last year. Click. Kind of inverted. This song is kind of inverted from the themes of Carly Rae Jepsen. This is uh, uh, undedicated. This is a song. Uh, the chorus is I I say you say you love me and it sounds like a threat. Uh, 
I'd rather be dead than have it be true that no one could ever love me more, love me more than you. So this is just to kind of throw a curveball uh, from the feelings that we've been talking about, because I feel like I've been so Dude, um, too emotionally mature up to this so point. So <laughs> locked, not even emotionally mature, just so um, Pollyannish and rosy featured. And I, I would like this is a song that that is really catchy and, and the the hook is really huge, but it's it's like um, a kind of like uh, God, what's the? Oh, it's like the Rodney Dangerfield joke. Where my my wife told me she uh, my wife told me she wanted a divorce. I said, "Is there someone else?" She said, "I hope so." <laughs> and like this feels like that. Like there has to be someone better than you. So um, that's that's what I'll what I'll put there. Nice it's because there is an optimism. There is an optimism in the idea of I know there's someone better for me than you. That's what that and, and I and I'm gonna gonna bet for that. Bet on that. Fantastic. All right. Uh, you can find me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and, uh, you know, uh, Twitter. I'm not on Twitter very much, but like, um, you know, sometimes I'll retweet something, a Josh Gondelman tweet or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find the show at ibmtltt.com. You can email us uh, questions, hate mail, fan mail, whatever, uh, mansplain things to us. At, I've been meaning to listen to that at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow Ezra at Ezra.Indigo on Instagram. And uh, also you can find, follow the show on Facebook at IMBTLTT. And Josh, what would you, what would you like to plug? IMBTLTT. Uh, who cares? <laughs> it's, 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 only the acronym. The show. <laughs> it's only the acronym that will help people, more than listeners, find the show. But it's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. I, um... I am findable on Twitter and Instagram at Josh Gondelman, G-O-N-D-E-L man. Uh, if you're interested in learning generally more about me, joshgondelman.com. Um, you can buy my book in hard copy, ebook, audiobook, uh, nice try stories, excuse me, nice try stories of best intentions and mixed results. And um, I would love if you gave my podcast a shot. It's called it's called Make My Day, and it's a one-on-one comedy game show. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's both of those uh, high recommends for both of them. I really thank you. Yeah, I I've I've been listening over the last few weeks and like, I've just been really enjoying them. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, well, it's time to close our episode. Oh, wait, what's this? Uh, it's a little twist. Is that you've been on our spinoff game show called uh, Make My Twenty Four Hours a little bit happier where uh, <laughs> where uh, you, because in, in spirit of your podcast, uh, we'll be donating a hundred dollars to the charity of your choice this week. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. What would you like? What would you like? You don't, you don't have to say if you, if that's too on the spot, but we could also like, um, no, um, I think one thing that, uh, let's, uh, you know what? This has been really, um, this has been top of mind a lot and I, I think it's still it's still worthwhile and relevant is that um the people you know people have been protesting police violence against black people and uh, I think it's been that's the protests have been really important there's been a real crackdown on them and so uh let's uh a hundred dollars to uh bail bail network i believe that it's called the big or or national bail funds whichever you find first mm -hmm. and a nationwide bail fund rather and uh it's it's an important thing now it's also always an important thing cash bail is racist and classist um 
And so there there's it's a good it's a good deed to help people not be in in jail. Hell yeah. People who have, in this case, not been convicted of a crime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for appearing on our show. Like, like we, it was an absolute delight. Uh, funny, thank you. yeah, funny, and also like emotionally deaf too. Uh, so I, we, we're very happy to have you on. Uh, and to close, we'll have a closing sentiment from Josh Gondelman in the chat box. Okay, all right, right. Three, two. One, it's nice, it's nice to, to be, be in, love. in love, love. As, an, as adult. an adult. Yay! Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you so much, audience. Thank you. Yeah, this is so, this this is a total delight. Uh, you're still not off the hook for not seeing that show at one point. Um, I know. I I could still go to my grave regretting it. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good day. Click. Click. Have a good life. <laughs>